0: You're watching the Tesla Life with your host, Mark Huggins.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tesla Life number 290, the 18th of January 2023. Welcome everybody. And I just noticed Casey's had a major problem with his dresser. Something has happened dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice that till now, but uh... it looks like art. Yeah, well, art, awesome. yes. it looks like Art gone a little bit wild, is what it looks like. But, <laughs> Was it Jackson, Pollock? <laughs> Jackson Pollock explosion. <laughs> we welcome right. everyone to the show, and uh, with us as always, we have Mr. Casey Green and his co-host, Moto, joining us from an undisclosed location. How are you today, sir? We're doing pretty well. It's,
0: uh, it's a little warm here today, but uh, I guess that's better than being a little cold. And uh, you and I shared a little brainwave uh, this week. My my uh, show um, thumbnail for this week is also Franz. Uh, back when I uh, met him in 2013.
1: So. Oh, awesome! <laughs> very good, very good. Yeah. Also joining us, Mr. Patrick Connor from the West Coast. How are you today, sir? Hello,
2: Tesla Nation. So, uh, if, if this is your first show, you should know a little about who each of us are. So. Uh, Mark is our host. Oh, I got to point the other way because uh, on camera there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, longtime Tesla advocate owner, used to have uh, a Volt before that. Casey, you came, you also had a Volt, a Prius before that, now driving yes. an X. Um, yes. I blog over here about EVs and energy. It's uh, uh, so we're, we're all uh, big EV enthusiasts and uh, this show is a lot of fun. So Welcome. Yeah, we've uh, we've got what
0: 20, 20 years of Tesla ownership combined?
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, yeah. I haven't yeah. even thought about that. Yeah. Do, do you count double if you own two? Does that <laughs> how's your math work? Yeah. <laughs> I I started in 2016. So yeah. uh, with my ownership. Started in 2017. Although, okay, yeah. And 28? I had Tesla stock before that. <laughs> yeah, same, same. Yeah. Uh, Elon's like,
0: oh, we've canceled the uh the model model S forty. Nobody wants it. I was like what about me, and so the money I was saving for the order fee, I just dumped it into the stock.
1: It was it was a good oh, move.
0: Yeah, that worked out. Yeah,
1: yeah that really. wouldn't hurt at all.
2: And then That's... even more years of EV ownership because Teslas were not our any of our first plug-in cars. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly. exactly. Very cool. That was fun. Well, let's get rolling with the stories this week. Uh First right. one is. Kind of a good news for EVs in general, not just Teslas. The chat
0: uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, I see all these people in the room, and nobody said hello. Not even <laughs> one. Not, not even one. one. Okay, <laughs> there we go. We got Kenny and Breakneck Trent. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> there we go. I was like, is this thing on? <laughs> hello, hello, Bueller, Bueller. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Thank okay. you. and Rick, and Mike. Good to see y'all. Oh, anybody who missed last week, we need your um, your guesses for how many Model um, Teslas uh, will be produced uh, as far as automobiles um, for next Total year, for this wide. coming year. Yeah.
1: yeah,
2: right. And we did decide semis count in this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. If it's if it's got wheels, so mega packs, no cars, trucks, uh, semis, yes. <laughs> yes. No. No robots. <laughs> yes. Right. Well, legged walk? robots, I should say. <laughs> Right, because you arguably could say their vehicles today are robots by some definition. He loves so.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, today's first story was about uh, the country of Sweden and uh, is that interesting um, I guess find uh, by one yeah. of the largest minus m- mining companies uh, in northern Sweden. Uh, they unveiled a new find of what they call uh, rare earth Minerals, so uh, those uh, are typically used in EV packs, um, not just you know for any EV actually. Uh, different amounts based on the different chemistries and formulas that different automakers have, but uh, typically uh, a lot of these rare earth metals are found in China, uh, South Africa area, um, uh, South America. Mm-hmm um so some conflict areas uh sometimes mm-hmm. these are found in and of course uh it's better to find them uh, in democratic countries uh, that have certain standards uh, for labor and are for labor forces um and Sweden of course uh, part of the EU is is one of those countries that would be able to uh steer clear of labor issues uh let's say so uh uh sweden joins the list uh, canada is a, another group that that has uh quite a bit but this new find in sweden apparently uh that is estimated uh that it's uh close to uh 1 million tons of wow. uh, found reserves um so that's uh that's kind of interesting that uh they announced it just this week and uh I don't think they're mined it's just it's a find at this point and they'll be probably doing some exploratory drilling into it uh to see if the potency amount is what they expect it to be so um but that's that's a good that's good for all the evs uh because of course we see the ever uh increasing amount of uh, minerals that are required for ev production uh, for those battery packs and uh, any new source found uh, for rare earth uh, metals uh, is certainly going to be welcomed uh, by any uh, EV manufacturer. So uh, that uh, is good to hear. I only saw one
0: reference to what metals they were, and I lost it. And every other article just says rare
1: earth metals. That's brand. right. And I was like, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> yeah, so.
2: I was trying to find that too. And I you found more than I did uh, because I couldn't find it. So uh, I, I like the way Casey did air quotes when you said rare earth because uh, the rare earth metals are often um, lumped in with other things that are not rare earth and and even in this article um, that's uh, what is this one from um, Tesla they Im- immediately jump into lithium and cobalt which neither of are uh, rare earth so <laughs> it's not even rare it's the third
0: most common element in the universe. <laughs>
2: Right. So um, it's, it's great that they found this. I wish there was more details about it, exactly what it is. Um, but uh, yeah, any, especially it's nice to see this in non-conflict areas. You're not going to have people there who are uh, putting their lives at risk to mine it, um, most likely. I mean, they're going to have humane treatment. Workers are going to have rights. Um, and that's, that's all, all good things. Hey, we got two point six seven million.
1: Oh, we got more guesses, more guesses added to the list. Breakneck Trent, you can't say two million
2: plus. It has to be uh, down to you know uh, a little more specific. Yeah, actual guess, yes, more than five. I win.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can't say I was wrong. (laughs) Can he got one point four seven?
1: Yeah. Uh, Next story, we've got uh, this uh, study, um, a new study that indicated that uh, Tesla uh, vehicles are the cheapest luxury brand of type of vehicle to be owned. So when you look Mm -hmm. at the luxury vehicles, such as, say, Mercedes, such as, say, BMW, um, Tesla lumped in as a luxury vehicle into that crowd for maintenance, uh, they are the cheapest to maintain. Now, what I wanted to bring this article up to the group was, is Tesla actually a luxury vehicle if you're looking at the three and the why?
0: This is why we get along so well. That was the very question I had on Sunday. I'm like, does Tesla even count as a luxury car? <laughs> so I looked up the definition, and um, they, they picked a, a specific uh, study like motorcars.com or something. And, and apparently Tesla, Lexus, Acura, and um, Genesis. Are all luxury cars <laughs> even though no normal person would consider any of them to be luxury cars
1: yeah i don't know anything about the genesis besides i, I think i've sat it's, in it's one the, previously it's plus I, 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 like, I don't remember it, to be honest um <laughs> but uh yeah i wouldn't consider the model three to be luxury uh just premium. for the fact it's definitely that premium it's premium okay i give it that but um is it is it an actual luxury car all right. the I mean, like thing. a Model 3
0: and a Bentley.
1: <laughs> I mean, I know which one uh, I would
0: pick, but I don't think I'd consider it the Model 3 to be in the same league.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's lots of ways to define it. And I think the answer is, uh, is it more than 40000 And so, yes, we'll put it in that category. <laughs> so, yeah. Does it have if, some leather-like material in the seats? <laughs> right, yeah. The, the, the cutoffs are arbitrary. And... uh the, the cool thing about this, from my perspective, uh, wasn't what category you put it into. It's just that EVs are cheaper to maintain. They have a lot fewer moving parts. You don't have to go get all those oil changes. You've got regenerative braking, so your brake pads wear out less often. You don't have fuel filters, oil filters, um, intake air filters. Oh, you have some air filters, but those are cabin air filters and stuff. So in, in, um, when you really look at vehicle ownership, you spend a lot of money maintaining it. And so often it's all just about the upfront cost. Well, you really need to look at the, the whole lifecycle cost and EVs have a huge advantage there. There you go. Breakneck nice. front has a good guess now. Very specific-ish. <laughs> I like the ish. <laughs> Hello, JT.
1: Yeah, so it's, um, it's uh, something that uh, this group looked at those figures and, and I've heard from others. Uh, for example, I, I, I know of someone that owns a, a BMW, and uh, they talk about the classic amounts of service that they have to perform on that vehicle and the costs uh, that are involved with it. Um, yes. And it's, it's, you know, there's that old adage of what does BMW stand for? Bring my wallet. Uh, so there, there's, there's certainly uh, you know, maintenance that has to be performed in those vehicles, and the maintenance is not cheap. You take a BMW in for a, an oil change at a dealer, and uh, the price is quite dramatic compared to what you would normally expect a, a regular uh, uh, oil change to cost. So uh, Mm -hmm. that's part of the luxury mystique—is that you get luxury pricing when it comes to repair and maintenance. Yeah, that's one of the things. When uh,
0: when I took my Model S in for its first annual service, and uh, it's like, "You want how much now?
1: You're not even changing the oil." (laughs) Yeah, so you've got to be, you know, and that's something that um, if someone is doing the Tesla stretch. Uh, where they're mm-hmm. spending a little bit more, more money than they expect to spend on a vehicle up front, um, it's nice to know that the, uh, that the overall service experience is cheaper than any other luxury vehicle. So keep that in mind for people that are now getting involved with the cars. Um, that uh, As Patrick mentioned, there's certainly less of a, less of a parts price uh, shock uh, when it comes to Teslas, because you're not replacing those brake pads that often, you may be doing maintenance on the brakes, uh, cleaning and such. Uh, yeah. But you, you know, there's a good chance that you may never replace the pads uh, for you know a decade,
2: uh, unless you're going hard at the track. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> and then yeah. that's on you. <laughs>
1: that's on you, exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, and especially now that Tesla doesn't have an annual service schedule anymore. Mm-hmm. Makes it even cheaper. You're yep. only yep. just doing what needs doing.
1: Yeah. Next, Patrick's going to take us off to Houston. What's happening there? Houston, Houston, we have a problem.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, Tesla has leased some space here. And where did that story go? Uh, here it is. Okay. So uh, this is from Drive Tesla Canada. Tesla leases one million square foot building outside of Houston, and um, is uh, the, the fun thing about this article is that we have no idea what they have planned there. And the, does the article tell us? No. It just says that uh, this has been leased, and uh, this is coming from the Houston Chronicle as their uh, source of the information here. And so uh, I thought it would just be fun to speculate. What could they be doing with this with this space?
1: This is a and where the cars come they... back
0: after they leave Texas to come back.
1: Yeah, it's it's a stop off on their way to Mexico to come back. Yeah, no, I, I I know <laughs> that um, recently there was another uh, almost million square feet that was leased. I believe seven hundred and fifty thousand square feet in the um, Saint Louis area. So this is a this is a second uh, one in the midsection of the country. Um, so is are these so, distribution centers? Are these parts centers? Um, right. Are, are they're these-
2: not going to be factories because they're not going to put all that infrastructure into some place that they've leased. They would buy it if that was the plan. Yeah, But it is a lot closer to the coast than Austin, so maybe it would be for them to ship stuff out from there if they're exporting Yeah, from Austin. Especially when you look
1: at
0: what they did with Shanghai. That's an export facility. Why would their biggest one not be?
2: Right. So they could be getting that together. It could be a combination of that and a delivery center for uh, people in the Houston area or uh, I don't know yeah it was uh, it was just fun to, to start wondering let your mind uh,
1: go it, it could be it could be the storage of Tesla parts that are coming from uh, Giga Texas you know how uh, every automaker has to keep so many parts in stock uh, for a number of years it could be that uh, this is going to be their actual parts Depot where parts are sent uh, the different parts are labeled and sent and kept in bins uh, for all the different uh, types of vehicles and all the different years. Um, just a common place to keep them. Uh, where body shops order from, where the public orders from, where, where the online system pulls them from. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they don't want that mixed into the actual factory uh, because they'd rather have the space for manufacturing.
2: Yeah, right. That would make sense, uh, have a parts distribution going to all the service centers around the world, uh, or at least this continent um, from here. And then
0: you don't feel some kind of way about losing a good building when your lease runs out. Right, yeah. Just, that's, a, uh, just a warehouse.
2: <laughs> right, it's just a warehouse. And yeah, it's easier to relocate that, because it's just moving some parts around. Versus I mean, uh,
0: just a bunch of strong structures there, and then take them with them when they leave.
2: <laughs> Right. It's not the same as like disassembling an hydra press or something. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> That'd be a lot more work. Yeah, for
1: sure. <laughs> so we'll have to see. Obviously, the, uh, the, the company that uh, leased the space, um, they're not telling us what it is. And Tesla hasn't even announced they've picked it up. So uh, I would think that over some time. In fact, I haven't heard anything since uh, on the um, St. Louis area one. Uh, there's been no mention of it since the... The part that uh, it was found that Tesla leased it, so we'll have to see if uh, some information comes down the line about what these two places are for. Actually,
0: you know, it'd be super weird as if this one is another fan purchase. Uh, you mean uh, like no, a by fake fan. reporting? Oh, uh, not not fake reporting, but um, uh, last week it was let let uh, known that uh, that there were a bunch of new Tesla uh, trademarks filed for and approved. But yes. Tesla didn't actually ask for them. <laughs> so I'm wondering who paid the fees. Some guy named Joe
2: Tesla just leased a building and the, the yeah, media got exactly. it wrong. And he's like,
1: what? what you- <laughs> uh, yeah, his first name was Elon. His last name was Tesla. The media just like put it. it together wrong. Like
2: uh, oh, that would be funny.
1: Next story uh, is about uh, Giga Texas. Uh, yes. Surprise, surprise. Uh, surprise. We've got uh, Casey with a photo.
0: Yeah, so uh, we, we showed you the drone army had captured the, the uh, Giga Press outside the building in Crete. Now the drone army captures the Giga Press inside the building being assembled. So Nice. Uh, I, I saw all these reflections and thought I'd run it through Photoshop and such, but I didn't have time uh, while we were talking about the last story. Oh, a better picture. Yeah, there's a couple better pictures, uh, and so this looks very familiar, doesn't it? Very much like yeah. what we saw in uh, in Italy.
1: Yeah, yep. Uh, not, not quite there, but it's just getting the there. She- up. Job.
0: exactly. Just like we saw from the other one in Italy last week, uh, that's headed to Asia, somewhere in Asia. Mm-hmm. Same. Which
2: makes me wonder: Are those colors um, like Tesla picked those out, for, um, or or is that Idris just like to make this device? We need them. They have to be. Colored this way
0: to indicate. I wonder if it's branding or, or functional. I believe it's branding because when I saw um, Sandy's uh, view of the factory and some other uh, uh, s- some other special that went through and, and looked at, uh, at, it, at the at at the hydro manufacturing facilities, uh, they weren't these colors. They were different okay. colors. Okay. Yeah. So that doesn't mean that this line, like the the mega press, the giga press, maybe that one is, but. I doubt it.
2: Right. Because we were wondering last week whether the one that was going to Asia was for Tesla or not. And if it's Tesla's colors, that makes it far more likely that it's for Tesla. Still be Toyota. Could be. Yeah. 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 Right. I, I, I said completely. likely. I didn't say for sure. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'd be willing hmm. to
1: take that bet. It is not Toyota. But...
2: Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Them do something forward and progressive, and uh, no way. Not in the last twenty years. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they got it rightfully. Their members will come out. So that's <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: that's. Uh, imagine being one of those people that are putting the Hydra together, uh, sitting there in Giga Texas, and and going, "What's that?" buzzing noise in my ear all the time right? looking around, oh geez another three drones got in through the window again damn it who left the window, you know, window open window. The, the drones left are the getting in open
2: last night these things are worse than flies they're They've got... running
1: around with huge fly swatters swapping the drones around They've so, got butterfly deaths
0: one of those yeah, sticky butter, fly tapes deaths. that would be good yeah <laughs> <laughs> a, a giant one uh, for drones just, then they'll switch yeah, to the FPV drones and they'll start doing air acrobatics through the factory.
1: four <laughs> separate groups that are videoing with drones around uh giga texas on, on a regular basis yeah so uh
0: well, yeah just, just he... four in texas alone but around the world every every tesla facility has got something yeah. going on with the drones
2: how many so. other companies would allow that and i mean Almost no. can imagine like, well, any. Two, yeah. two,
0: two components of that. How many would be interesting enough to, to have that be uh, that <laughs> right. wanted? And then how many would allow this? <laughs> You're right. The first one, okay, yeah. Uh,
2: some boring company doesn't, uh, nobody wants to go there. Oh, wait. I can't even use that. You can't use now. that. <laughs> some uninteresting company. Some uninteresting <laughs> company, yes. <laughs> uh. We do have a city that... here in Oregon called Boring Oregon, which right, I, I think should be where the headquarters for the boring company. is. There
1: you
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> this like, sense. like the, the ultimate headquarters or something.
1: Makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, next, Casey's got another story. Yeah. And this one is about Toyota somehow. Somehow. So you y- y- all
0: know that I like to call the Model Three and Y the California Camry, right? Well, yep. Over in Australia, uh, the Camry has been the best-selling car for 28 years in a row. So much to the the point that Toyota had already bought their advertisements and they had said... uh, Let's see, where did it go? There was a quote on the one I was reading last week. Um, Well, basically, uh, they they were caught by surprise and since the Model 3 sold 10,877 units in Australia to the Camry's 9,538... they lost the crown. And so mm-hmm. I would have basically kept their ad, basically saying the best-selling car in, in Australia, blah, blah, blah. And at the very end of that sentence, they just tacked on under 60,000 uh, uh, off dollars. Because <laughs> they were not expecting <laughs> to lose their crown.
1: <laughs> or, I thought they were going to put a little asterisk and it said in brackets, used to. No,
0: no. <laughs> they, 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 they continued to pretend that it didn't happen, but they just put a, a, a disclaimer at the end of their their statement saying under under 60000 Well, that actually makes it worse. Oh, we're yeah, cheaper, there's... but we still can't outsell them. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you know they were not happy about that.
1: Are you t- yeah, there's, there's a bent-up demand for, uh, for Teslas in Australia, and uh, Giga... Giga... Uh, Shanghai is filling those orders. So, uh, absolutely. Uh, and being a lot closer, uh, I've got to believe that those uh, wait times have dropped dramatically uh, now that they just have to ship them a much shorter distance compared to you coming from Fremont. So, Australians are loving uh, their model threes and whys. Uh, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how uh, the numbers uh, progress from here. And uh, with that, on to our next story. Ah, oh, this is kind of interesting. We've all talked, we've talked many times about the Hertz connection with Tesla. Hertz yes. uh, actually purchasing 100,000 Model 3s to kick off their new uh, and improved business, which was going to focus on EVs. And since that point, of course, they've also gotten other EVs, Polestar's, uh Chevy products. They've, they've done a few different uh, purchases. No, nothing as big as the Model 3. Uh, But uh, we've seen commercials uh, on the Super Bowl, uh, and and we've seen that they've been successful. Uh, We've seen that uh, Hertz has talked about how this rebranding, becoming an an EV renter, uh, has been profitable for them. Um, So it's great to see. Now, I saw some photos just recently on the Internet, and I'm going to share them with everybody here. Hey, we're not
2: that kind of show,
1: Mark. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we can all look at this at the same time. And uh, this is a little bit painful. So what oh. you can see here is a uh, Model Y with a 20-inch rim and tire. and is that uh, uh,
0: tire grease or wheel scrapings? That's a little bit of road rash, curb rash.
1: That's a lot of road rash, curb rash. There's a lot of it going on on this tire. This is someone that just picked up uh, a Hertz rental and was just walked around the vehicle and looked at all the tires. And, uh, man, this vehicle has seen (laughs) some curbs in its short existence. So...
0: Uh, I see all the new owners at the Supercharger with this situation going on. Um, perhaps Hertz could have gone with the cheap, uh, cheaper wheels that, that are a little harder to scrape.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I thought you were going to mention um, maybe... Uh, Alloy gators? Uh, yeah, curb rash fighters. And uh, I guess my response to that is... There's no help in these rims. It doesn't matter no. what you put on these rims. Um, there is, you know, drive it like a rental comes to mind. Uh, yeah. What's happening here? Um, right.
2: There's the drive like is... you stole it and drive it like you rented it, which is even worse. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. and, then, and then you've got all the people who, who, uh, who like park over the curb stops or oh. over the actual curb. And uh, just think about that. But for the sides of the car, plus it's, it looks like a mid sized car, it's not, it's, it's a full size car. And um, mm-hmm. uh, that means it you have to give it more room in than in all it's the complete.
1: places that a midside car would fit. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I <laughs> got room for the car. No, <laughs> no. This is this is Hertz's property. This is yeah. this is something that you know they they've looked at. And maybe maybe going forward, they'll only purchase uh, model Ys with 19-inch rims based on what they what they find with this. But I, I gotta believe that those nineteen inch are going to be scraped up just as badly. Yeah.
0: But but at least at least it'll be a little harder to do. But you know, you 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 make an idiot proof, they'll build a better idiot. But uh <laughs> I'm wondering if they were just taking what was available or if they thought somehow yes. this would help with their resale. Because you know, rental cars they don't keep cars forever. But they were trying I don't to get hundred thousand resale if it's scraped up to hell. Yeah
2: right of them as fast as they can and uh, so i think they took whatever was available and that included uh these larger wheels tires
1: and, and, uh, I, and I have a feeling that hertz doesn't do any you know they're, they're not looking for the best price for a premium car when they're selling it a year and a half or whatever the time period is later they yeah. probably have a deal where it's like mass adoption where they just okay here's we've got we got uh 800 cars we're getting rid of this quarter here they are and uh whoever buys them is at a set price and they probably don't even look at them right well, in it's, this uh, lot we've got 20 teslas all right next right as long
2: as it's not major drivetrain damage or body damage that the, you expect well, even that then, on a used car. all right got our
0: scratch but, and dead here's 100 cars who wants them
2: exactly <laughs> yes yes but the cool thing for Hertz is they're making, they were, they were struggling with profitability before they yeah. switched over to EVs. And like the, the, the story we just talked about earlier, maintenance costs are severely cheaper. And when you have a massive fleet like Hertz does, that saves them money every month.
0: Yeah, because they're not changing the oil every week on every car. Uh, right. I mean, they, so, yeah. they, they stay on the road. The other thing yeah, is, they're in a much more profitable position now. Yeah, and the other thing is, um, not only was it so good for them here in the states, uh, they they mentioned they were thinking about it, but now they've actually gone ahead and cemented it. They are going to do an equal size program in Europe, consisting of Teslas and Polestars. Whereas Polestar was That's the cool. token car here, just to make sure they weren't, you know, putting all their eggs in one basket. They were almost all Teslas, but uh, over in Europe, it seems like they're going to try and balance it a little bit.
1: Yeah, they're going to have more Polestars than Teslas in Europe. That's
0: the local car. Yeah oh wait it's not local anymore because giga texas is local it's the eu they're union made yeah wait so polestar is owned by geely which is chinese Chinese. but 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 everybody still thinks of polestar and volvo as the swedish cars even though they are chinese okay Even though they're they're chinese (laughs)
1: swedish now yeah (laughs) so that's uh yeah so that's uh that's kind of interesting um I haven't seen a Tesla yet at a local Hertz. Um, I understand that there a lot of them are placed at airports, um, but um, I haven't seen one myself to to see what the car looks like at a Hertz dealer uh, or a Hertz lot that's local to me. But uh, next time I'm um, in or around Toronto, I'm going to check it out and see uh, see what the lot looks like with the uh, with the Model Threes on it. And see, um, and see what they look like. Yeah, I was on Reddit Because that's before. that's one thing with Hertz, right, is that when you're renting a car from them, typically it's clean. Like when yeah. you're picking it up, they, oh, they yeah. wash them and they look very presentable. So
0: Better than anything in. I picked up from the service center that wasn't brand new. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> complaining was, because I was, I'd much rather have a car than a good walk. But uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, the contrast yeah, but- there. Um, when you walk the, out the, and you see that curb rash, you go, "Oh, that hurts!" i yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 you on the service <laughs> center cars too. Um, the the as on Reddit before the show, and and uh, and there was a guy who was expecting some Cadillac uh, premium sporty car, and he was a little disappointed he didn't get that. And then they flipped him a key card. He's like, "Oh, all right, I'll try this stuff out." And he he previously been uh, thinking that EVs didn't work for him. He didn't like Tesla because people told him not to. And then he drove it around for a week and a half, and he's like, "Hey, I'm 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 waiting for mine to show up now." He, he went and bought it. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> after hearing all the people just like, <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: That that is the that's the prime thing is getting people in seats to try these Absolutely. things because uh, if they don't have exposure to it and all they hear are things uh, based on the the main media, you would think that they're mm-hmm. the worst cars in the world and EV don't. But uh, after driving it, a lot of people convert. Because it's right. yeah. he was hearing all the anti-Elon, change.
0: anti-Tesla, and then then all the usual anti-EV stuff, like "Oh, where are you going to drive? You can't go a long trip. What if it's cold? Blah blah." blah. This they is all winter. just burst into flames every other day. Yeah, that part yeah. he didn't he didn't burn up. He didn't run out of charge. It was the well,
1: battery, battery, battery needs be to be replaced every two and a half years. I didn't care about two and a half years, but
0: (laughs) Uh, well, not on the rental. But now he does. But um, (laughs) the the you know all the all the stuff like every time he turned around, it was being exposed as a lie or just like fud or just like Mm -hmm. boogie boogie. And uh, yeah,
2: and once once you realize one of those things is a lie, you're like, well, why was I believing all the others? Uh, Let let me look for myself. And uh, Yeah. yeah, instead of just believing what I hear from local media, yeah.
1: Exactly. That, that's the thing. When, when putting together the show, we pull from a number of non-traditional sites, uh, non, non-mainstream sites, I would right. say, uh, where we're getting uh, stories about Tesla that we post on our Twitter feed at the Tesla Life, if you're not connected there already, in uh, our Facebook page, uh, the Tesla Life numeral one, where we post these stories. But if you go search mainstream media, there is a dramatic difference when you search on Tesla news for the week going compared to what, what we find in post. Uh, there's yeah. such a, a dramatic difference and the slant is negative, especially Usually. lately. It's been very negative lately. Um, yeah. so it's, uh, it, it, it's something where it looks like any news news group can skew what they want to post, uh, based on the stories that they pick from. And, uh, uh, the the one side of the media is not the whole story there's a lot of success stories out there with people that love these cars compared to people that are complaining about these cars so uh depending on where you get your your media from you may get negative uh tesla news all the time
0: yeah so i don't i don't often feature mainstream uh sources on on my show um But in over 208 hours, well over 208 hours last year, uh, I might have used maybe 25 uh, articles that were mainstream. And that might have only been because they were the easiest ones to grab or uh, because I vetted them and they were actually accurate. But uh, that that tells you a thing or two. And I think on this show, I've I've done one. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, So for me, I started noticing this uh, even before just about EVs in general in like uh, 2010, 11 when the leaf and the volt were coming out. And so this was something I had researched a lot. And I have a degree in electrical engineering, and I knew what I was talking about, and, and then was just enthusiastic about it. And then I start seeing all these news stories. And I'm like, these, these guys don't know what they're talking about. This is completely right. wrong. That, that's FUD. And that started me making me question, like, well, OK, now when I'm reading something I really know about, and they're wrong, why would I assume when I'm reading something I don't know about that they were right? And right. that so so then what I started doing instead of just you know reading whatever I would find um, authors who I um, had credibility with me based on what they, and then I would follow them on Twitter instead of following whatever news site and so the, it, it totally changed the way I consumed media
0: after that. Yeah, I, I like being able to just follow the exact authors that I that I have come to respect. I mean, I still check them, yeah. but I don't have to check right. them as hard as I do. Like somebody like I don't know them from Adam. Like uh, like I'll, I'll often feature Tina Casey's articles because uh, I may not always agree with her conclusions, but I know that they're very well researched and and that mm-hmm. there is content there. Like she writes exactly
2: <laughs> right. And if this if this is an author you trust, and they jump from um whatever whatever media site, you can still follow them, and it doesn't matter if they're writing for GigaOm or Wired or CNN or whoever. Um yeah, so that, that was kind of cool.
1: Uh, Kenny uh, just said he tr- completed a 13-hour uh, trip earlier today. Um, I'm assuming that's in a Tesla, and if so, uh, Kenny, please uh, please write up a short little note as to how it went. Be interested yeah. to hear. And if you've done this before, or if this was your first trip.
0: And my favorite is they tell you, "Oh, EVs can't travel," and you're like, "I just told you I'm from wherever, wherever." Does snap <laughs> my fingers and show <laughs> up here? That, that's just my car. Up. It's not a rental. Teleport. Yeah.
2: There, there are some that are better for it than others, and oh, yes. that was one, one thing back in uh 2011 and 12 where people were doing these treks in these short-range EVs. And yeah, you can do it, but you have to be dedicated to it. And I actually, was not sure that these articles, as much media attention as they were sometimes getting, were actually helpful to the cause. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you made it, but you took twice as long, and you uh Did, did you really? is that what the image you want to give because if you buy the right car for the right purpose they work great you can have an aaron um short-range ev we have a short-range ev i've talked about how great they are but driving cross-country in that would be a horrible idea
1: could you do it if you really really wanted to yes anything can be done given time and money (laughs) (laughs) yes
2: yeah persistence Uh, will get you a long ways exactly
1: uh next casey's got a story for us about the state of wyoming and why yes. is wyoming in the news casey
0: because these fine, fine fine folks these gentlemen uh i've researched them all uh found out they all lean one way politically and that all but two of them were paid by the local utilities of uh, the petroleum industry both or real estate
1: and uh, they all
0: put together this this law that's only a page long, and I'll, I'll go over that in an hour. Um, not an hour now, but like in an hour. And <laughs> oh, please. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, you're just going to do the short strokes. On We've only show, got yeah. 20 minutes left, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: what they want to do is they want to ban all EVs from sale in their fair state. By 2035, claiming that batteries are bad for the environment, claiming that, uh, that it's too hard to get infrastructure, despite the fact that they just got billions of dollars of infrastructure from the infrastructure, uh, the uh, the IRA plan. And they also want to make sure that they uh, send a notice that they've passed this bill to the president, the vice president, uh, Congress, uh, both houses, uh, and for some reason, the governor of California. As if he cares what goes on in Wyoming. <laughs> right. Right.
1: Um,
0: well,
2: and so, very few people actually care what goes on in Wyoming. Just to be clear,
0: <laughs> Wyoming Wyoming is smaller than most cities in this country, and uh, like population-wise. And uh, right. what's funny to me, I think this will be humorous if this thing actually passes, because then they'll have to undo it. Or even better, by 2035, there won't be any cars for sale in Wyoming because they'll have to go outside the states to to, to buy it. Because. Uh, <laughs> Uh, now, if California pulled this this stick, then then it would actually mean something because they're the largest automaker in, auto market in in the in the country. But yes. uh, Wyoming is one of the smallest; if not the smallest. So, mm-hmm. if if they do this, and and automakers have to comply, rather than making a Wyoming car, they'll just not sell cars in Wyoming. <laughs> it's cheaper. Correct.
2: Yes. See, this is political theater. This is them just trying to make a statement. Well, well, the, that the reason uh, I thought you it wanna... might be
0: theaters because they're so small and so towards that team so it, it could work but I'm hoping it's theater go ahead I'm sorry yeah yeah
2: the, um, like you said they're not a large enough market to demand anything um, so it's not going to, to change what uh, the automakers do and uh, it it's a 2035 resolution it, it uh, oh all these the, people are out
0: of office by 2025
2: right exactly so uh, yeah it's it's political theater and in fact um I would argue that if, if uh, you live in Wyoming you should uh, sue them for not representing their constituents and for um, actually proposing legislation that is is never going to that is political theater and and not for your benefit as a constituent
1: yeah and yeah a waste of time and money uh, for exactly taxpayer involved.
2: dollars are paying them and this is yeah. the crap they're doing right. And like if you look into bit. the
1: details of it, uh, there's there's uh, two separate sections, and really, it's it's not a mandate; it's a, it's more of a suggestion, is how it's worded. So mm. there's no teeth behind it on top of it. So it's definitely yeah, it's political theater. Yeah. So
0: well, that'd be funny. It's illegal, and the Tesla and GM and everybody's still just selling them anyway. Like, ah, what are we gonna do? Uh, we have no way to punish you. <laughs> <laughs> Find a way to sue them. Yeah so yeah oh, they will <laughs> we're suing you under the no electric cars act
1: <laughs> yeah well here's an interesting story that happened this week uh popular podcast ride the lightning uh yes. run by ryan uh had a special guest on this week i uh, had uh friends uh chief designer of tesla on for the second time uh on the show and uh ryan uh peppered Uh, Franz with many, many questions that Franz would not or could not answer Uh, because, of course, Tesla is still a secretive company in some ways. Uh, Mm -hmm. And when it comes to future designs and future plans, they are extremely tight-lipped when it comes to executives at the top. And uh, Franz definitely proved that in this interview. But I would say also that a few nuggets of information did escape. Uh, During the conversation, they talked a lot about the Cybertruck. They talked about uh, colors of vehicles. They talked about yokes. They talked about uh, doors and how they would open. Uh, They talked about uh, a few other subjects. Now, Franz uh, definitely was tight-lipped on some things. Uh, When it came to uh, talking about, uh, say, the release of the Roadster, uh, Franz was like, Listen, I can't, I can't say anything. He said, you realize that our mission is to roll out uh, electrification amongst all we can in the mass market, and the Roadster's not a mass market car. So it's going to have to take a back seat at this point, and that's all there is to it.
0: And especially because the Plaid Nonplus does everything that the Roadster was initially advertised to do, except for the SpaceX edition.
1: But, but what he did is he... He would add to these answers, even though it was a really not an answer, he would add to the not answer and say, when it comes to the Roadster, you saw that the Model S Plaid does all these things, as Casey has said. Uh, You can let your imagination take you where you think uh, we're going to take the Roadster. So he was was building on top of the Roadster lore by really not saying anything, just saying, hey, you've seen what we've done already. Do you think we're going to release the Roadster the way it's sat? three years ago. No, no, we're, we're we're going to improve it in every way. And that's the other thing that was kind of interesting during the interview is that, is that Franz had said that his day is filled with improvements every day for every car.
0: It it mm -hmm. may not
1: be every car every day, but he says that he touches upon each of the platforms at least once a week. And in some cases, of course, multiple times a week, Depending on what is priority for the company at that time, yeah. So he had just uh, come
0: from working on Model S the day before
1: the interview. That's right. So as as Ryan tried to say, well, what were you doing before the interview? Before you yeah. got here, like he wouldn't give specifics. No, he, he would wouldn't stay away from specifics. But he he did say that this is something that Tesla does, and we've seen the evidence of that when it comes to new parts and new yeah. rollouts every week. They don't mm-hmm. wait for these things to happen for an end of the year. These things are happening all throughout the year and they're rolling them out when it best suits them. So that was good to hear as well. He also kind of almost contradicted Elon a little
0: bit on on the Cybertruck. Elon basically said pencils down. And Franz didn't say no pencils down, uh, but but basically the way he described it was the same way he described all the other cars that are already out. Like every week you see something new. We're never pencils
2: down, I think he actually did say. yeah.
0: Yeah. So the, the way I uh, I interpreted that was like, uh, so maybe it's, it's, Elon has decided this is this is it's done, but so the launch it's still edition. a Tesla. So every week it's still getting changes. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the part another... that I thought.
1: Go ahead, Patrick. The the part
2: that I thought was cool was when they talked about how they spend a lot of time on the lines looking at how they're built. And so it's not just, you know, we, we set up here and we do stuff in AutoCAD and then we just cast it down and you guys figure out how to make it. It's uh, no, they're, they're getting feedback uh, both ways and um, looking at manuf- uh, designing for manufacture. Uh, the faster, you, if you can make it um, automatable, if you can make it so it's faster, if you can make it fewer parts, all of those are pluses. And that's one of the reasons that they're never pencils down is because they're constantly trying to make improvements and the way that Tesla does things, if they figure something out, they can actually put it into production, in some cases the same day. They have an agile system instead of just waiting for next year's model where they might try it.
0: Who would have thought, other than these guys, these two guys, which are really <laughs> the same company, uh, to to make a car this way? Uh, right. Casting, yeah. And this was, a, they started with two models that were already out. Right. And
1: they went back and restructured how the bones work. Yeah. <laughs> And, and they're like Patrick said, they're involving other parts of the company into it. It's not just here's the design, figure out how to make it. It's they're actually going to the line and watching the production and, and discussing with the people that are actually building it as to well, what ideas do you guys have? What can make this easier? What can make this faster? What can make this more effective than what we've currently got? And, mm-hmm. and all those ideas are coming back to head management in order to massage the formula to to make those things happen in a better way. So,
0: yeah. uh, And we've seen that with Monroe. He's like, hey, there used to be eight screws here. And then you see yeah. him taking apart the car. There's only two screws there. And he's like, these aren't missing. They're, like, they're not even taps. So it's not like yeah. they forgot to put them in or they fell out. They no, they found they better ways not to, use to do, them do anymore. it anymore.
2: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. He was like, we just one apart a year ago. And now I'm looking at it. And it's like five years ahead from where it was. These changes right. would have taken over oh, like a decade in any other company. And they did it in one year. That was kind of cool. Yeah.
1: So if you haven't uh, listened to the interview, it's only about uh, forty-five minutes or so. Yeah, um, it's like it's like
0: forty-five minutes when Franz gets on. It's like an hour fifteen for the whole thing if you want. Yeah,
1: to, uh, it's it. certainly worth a listen, and uh, I would suggest you uh, go on to Ride the Lightning podcast to be. It can be found on any of the podcatchers out there, and uh, YouTube to take a listen. So it's uh, yeah, it's very much of interest.
2: If you wanted a cyber car. You're probably not going to get one from what Franz hinted at,
1: right? <laughs> at least not anytime right. soon. Oh, well, that was the other thing was was uh, color. Uh, ah, yes. Uh, yeah. Ryan was saying, "Is there a possibility that uh, you know you're the you're the chief designer? The buck must stop with you for colors. Could we get another color?" And Franz says, "Well, first of all, I would say Elon is above me as to making a decision." <laughs> and and he said, "I might be number two on the list." And he right. said, "As far as a new color." I hope so. But he didn't he didn't commit to anything.
0: He <laughs> no, he didn't. And then and then for colors on the Cybertruck he kept hammering home that hey, we didn't want the outside to be uh the, the weakest part of the car. And if we give it a mm-hmm. color or a coating or a tint mm-hmm. or anything other than maybe the way they cook the metal, then it's 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 not gonna be the strongest part of the car anymore. So yeah. That that sounds like yep. a no unless you want to get your own wrap. And and a car that yeah. angular, I'm gonna wrap it myself. I'm not gonna bother with the wrap shop. Yeah, I
2: think wrap's the way to go if you want color. Yeah.
1: yeah. Definitely. Next. Uh, oh, and and that's the other thing I wanted to mention. For those of you who have ordered the Cyber Truck and live in a southern state, just keep in mind that thing could be really hot when the yes. summer mm-hmm. comes. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. If it's not well, it's parked in the shade or in
1: your garage, uh, <laughs> just just keep that in mind. Uh, I'm not. Maybe maybe the metal is going to be made in a certain way that it's not going to radiate as much as regular stainless steel but i don't know he he did say that if you manage to scratch it it will be easier to repair than right than than the delorean
2: yeah (laughs) or your fridge (laughs) right it'll be non-directional on the finish so that uh, you can repair it without having either before
0: it ships or as it ships or shortly after it ships they'll give us a a a at-home solution on how to how to repair those scratches Brillo pad,
1: <laughs> Brillo pad, yeah. <laughs> Actually, don't use don't use stainless steel. Uh, Correct. Uh, Do not. Don't don't use yeah. stainless steel wool because uh, the the cyber Cybertruck may not rust because of the stainless steel it has, but a uh, a pad will leave flecks of metal uh, embedded, and that will rust. So yes, don't use the stainless steel pan uh, pad. Next, uh, Giga Texas, uh, they applied uh, for the construction of a new facility there, $59 million for a dye facility. And, of course, this makes complete sense. We've got the IDRA machine that is now being placed together uh, in Giga Factory Texas, and having a dye um, uh, factory or shop uh, on the same uh, location makes extreme sense because of course uh, dyes that are placed inside the idra machine at some point they do wear out and new ones have to be replaced. Uh, so having the expertise uh, in shop uh, on site will make uh, things a lot uh, quicker and uh, more responsive that if they have a, a failure in the die that was unexpected, uh, they at least will have the equipment uh, to move another die over there quickly. So uh, this would
0: be their third die shop, then, because they've got uh, Tesla Tool and Die in Michigan, and then they've got Grumman Automotive and, in Germany. Hmm. Which I Maybe think what they've Tesla decided, one.
1: Casey, is that is that just like the battery manufacturing, they need it closer uh, in order to respond quicker. I don't yeah. know how quickly the dies get turned around. I got no idea. I just know that they do wear out after X amount of uh, die presses. So yeah. there there is a, a need for it. And maybe if it's in a faraway place like Michigan or some other place, uh, you know, that's yeah, it's really not like it. shipping it uh, from the uh, building across the street from you. Right. Right.
0: you got to put a
2: lot of stamps on something that big.
0: <laughs> well, there's just more more ways for it to get delayed. And it's a lot harder for them to to make those those weekly changes. So, yep. yeah, exactly. David says this is not for the machines. It's for the lithium processing. That's another possibility.
1: Oh, I did not know that. I I assumed it was for the Hydra presses. But uh, Mm. we'll take a look into
2: that. Maybe it's for their solid cathodes or something.
1: Perhaps. I don't know. Because those would be cast. Mm. Hmm. Patrick's got our next story. And this one uh, is about the VPP.
2: Yes. VPP, uh, you know me. That's right. You know me. I love the VPPs. So... uh <laughs> <a> VPP? That's <laughs> right. That's virtual power plants. Uh, so Tesla has a virtual power plant in California, and they have just hit a uh, growth milestone of over 5,700 homes. And that's uh, including homes in PG&E and uh, SoCal Edison customers. So, uh, we've talked about these in the past. These are something that uh, when the grid needs energy, they can uh, tap these homes and they can provide power to them. Uh, we've also talked about the the site here, the uh, last bulb.com, where they, they track all this and they have some really cool graphs. You can see all the VPP events that have happened there. And um, Tesla uh, Powerwall owners can participate in this and they're actually getting paid for the uh, kilowatt hours they provide to the grid during these events. Um, Oregon has a similar plan. I'm in that. Um, I think they they tapped it seven times last year. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how many times they use it this year. And um, this is how you get a resilient grid is that uh, this is distributed. It's on all these people's homes. They uh, can run it and power their neighbors when the grid is um, having problems keeping up with all the air conditioning needs in the hot summers that were just keep getting hotter every year, so I thought this was really cool and uh, wanted to share it with y'all.
0: So, uh, Breakneck Trent is asking, "Is AutoBidder making bank for anyone yet?" And absolutely, it is. Um, There've been a couple of write-ups recently about how uh, MegaPack current version is a is a game changer, especially now with the IRA, the government is buying half of your MegaPack for you, so. You add auto-bidder to it and whatever on-site generation you have between wind and solar, and you, it doesn't even matter if they raise the price another 20%, you're still making bank. The the auto-bidder is making bank for the
1: utilities that own it. Oh, oh, oh,
0: yes, but also if you have a MegaPack, you... <laughs>
1: Right. right you don't You're have one right. of those in your backyard right. though but, but, I mean, the, but it's not it's not down <laughs> to the homeowner oh, I see saying. What uh, so, to so in that yeah. case uh
0: the auto bidder is still working on the virtual uh power plant in texas uh but it didn't seem like
1: they would said you were making a profit just that you should be right. at, at next. and, and i'm sure pg and e in california is using auto bidder in their uh, against the customer <laughs> so it's not to the customer but of course uh being able to purchase and sell power at a milliseconds uh, requirement uh, based on the price fluctuation that they see in their market oh i see against the other power, power companies yeah that's a good idea
0: yeah
2: yeah because they all have wholesale power and then they have uh, if they have uh, a mega pack and they have this vpp they they can always make that decision of where should we pull from should yeah, we yeah. buy it in the open market and or should we pull it from our own mega pack should we uh tap the vpp do we want to do all three because we really need everything it's yeah it's nice to have
1: options yeah absolutely and as that uh as that list now at uh, 5700 grows it just becomes a more and more powerful option for the state of california for pg and g uh pg and e as a whole uh it makes uh, more and more sense as that number just gets added to can you imagine uh, down the road when they're at like fifty thousand instead of five thousand, so it, mm-hmm. it just gives them a lot more resources to deal with an issue uh, whenever they need to. So, and I could see this if they're paying uh, their homeowners uh, uh, a good amount based on the number of uses uh, that their actual uh, unit gets used. Then why would you not join it? It just it makes the community more resilient. And you get a little bit of money in your pocket uh, for the use of it. So it just makes complete sense.
2: Yeah. And California right now is having a lot of flooding in certain areas and people are losing power. Um, and so if you have a power wall at your house um, and you have solar panels, you can charge up your uh, power wall during the day, run on the power wall at night, to have solar the next day to run your house and recharge your battery. And uh, it's you're, you're not... Uh, uh, worried about everything in your freezer melting.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. Next we're going to talk about uh, Thor. Casey's got a story Thor. about Marvel Comics for us. So, <laughs> uh, it's this different Thor. Um so this <laughs> Thor, they they are uh they own a couple of
0: uh of RV manufacturers. And so you're going to be able to see this Thor has teamed up with SpaceX. And you'll be able to see uh, integrated Starlink on Airstream, Jayco, and a few other RVs. Um, let's see if we can get some names here. Uh, uh, Integra Coach, Jayco, uh, Jayco Tiffin, and, uh, and and more. So when you buy the RV, it's going to come with a month of RV service for free. And this is the flat HP panel. This so is the high-performance RV panel. So you'll be able to actually use the... Uh, the Starlink service in motion, well, not the driver, but everybody else in your party will be able to just use your <laughs> use your, your internet connection, and maybe you can hook your phone up to it and do uh, 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 Spotify or something. So this is going to be fun.
1: Yeah, that could be, uh, if, if you're towing your RV, right, uh, and you've yeah. got power to the router, uh, it could be giving yourself a Wi-Fi bubble as you're going down the road. Exactly. So uh, people, in the, people in the truck that are pulling it in the back seat would have uh, Wi-Fi access. Yep. So, and if
0: you do a motorized coach, then uh, then you know when when, when when your partner gets up to go make a sandwich while you're driving, uh, they can uh, they can go change the the tunes on the on the boombox or or the actually if you're in that it's probably not a boombox you know your whole surround system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the kids can be belted in and they can be watching Netflix and you don't you don't have to worry about them.
1: Yeah, so yeah. more options uh, for mobile internet, uh, which is which is great, and of course reliable mobile internet, so even better. Even better. Well, with that, I think we will wrap that up for this week. Uh, let's go to uh, Casey for some shout outs uh, for this evening.
0: Well, uh, on Sundays, you can catch me at youtube.com at Casey Green. And you'll uh, be a show like this, but uh, there's no fixed time limit. Uh, my shorter show was three minutes and you couldn't hear anything. And the longest show was five hours. Uh, <laughs> it's generally about the same sort of thing. You've got Tesla, Green Living, uh, all the Musk companies, and we just do this kind of back and forth and and then when it's over it's over like you'll find me in the middle of a sentence and then it's it's, all right bye (laughs) 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 ran out of topics and uh it's a blast and as i said we did at least 202 hours uh last year and 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 as i said you know we, we we maybe 25 maybe 100 uh of the topics came from uh or not even came from but like where i shared like the news was coming from a, uh, a mainstream source because we've got so many other great opportunities. We've got these these people hovering the drones. We've got people who actually uh, are not people in Tesla because I don't want them to lose their job, but the people really close to them will we'll, we'll look at their tweets. We'll talk to them. It's it's a blast. That's every there Sunday at one ten p.m. Eastern.
1: And check that out at uh, youtube.com uh, slash Casey Green. K-A-C-E-Y-G-R-E-E-N. Absolutely. With that, Patrick, any shout-outs for this week?
2: Yeah, I'll do my usual ones. Uh, I blog at carswithcords.net, and uh, I'm there talking about how we're moving towards a future free from fossil fuels. Got it in. Got yep. to it the end of the show. <laughs> the F-bomb. Got to have it. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, I am with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. If you have an EV, you are, you're interested in EV, you're, you're Plug Curious, come check us out. <laughs> plug. plug Curious. Or. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Google that. that, 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 that,
0: <laughs>
1: that, that.
0: <laughs> If you do have some safe search
1: turned on. Yeah, PSA, do not Google that. Yeah. Just, uh, just go to uh, carswithcords.net and uh, check out Patrick's blog and uh, as well as uh, his association with the OVA. With that, I'd like to thank everyone for watching. If you haven't already, please give us a thumbs up at the end of the show. It helps us out, it doesn't cost you a thing. If you hadn't subscribed already, please do that as well that gives us a a boost uh, in the uh, YouTube algorithm and that would be appreciated. But with that said, let's get together next Wednesday and together we will find out what's happening in the Tesla life. Good night,
2: everyone. Stay positive, test negative.